We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. You are listening to the Next Best Picture podcast, and this is our review of The Matrix. Have you ever had a dream, Neo, that you were so sure was real? What if you were unable to wake from that dream? How would you know the difference between the dream world and the real world? What is happening to me? The answer is out there, Neo. It's the question that drives us. What is the Matrix? The Matrix is the world that has been pulled over your eyes to blind you from the truth. What truth? They're watching you, Neo. Human beings are a disease. You are a cancer of this planet. And we are the cure. Get me the hell out of here! Welcome to the real world. So you're here to save the world. So what do you need? Guns. Lots of guns. No one has ever done anything like this. That's why it's going to work. Buckle your seatbelt, Dorothy. Because Kansas is going bye-bye. Alright everybody, you were just listening to the trailer for The Matrix, and the story is as follows. Neo believes that Morpheus, an elusive figure considered to be the most dangerous man alive, can answer his question. What is The Matrix? Neo is contacted by Trinity, a beautiful stranger who leads him into an underworld where he meets Morpheus. They fight a brutal battle for their lives against a viciously intelligent being known as agents. It is a truth that could cost Neo something more precious than his life. The film is starring Keanu Reeves, Lawrence Fishburne, Carrie Ann Moss, Hugo Weaving, and Joe Pantoliano. It is written and directed by the Wachowski sisters. Here to join me today for this Patreon throwback podcast review, I have Lauren LaMagna. Red pillar, the blue pill. I'll get back to you on that one. Okay. Josh Parham. Hello, hello. And Dan Bear. Mr. Neglia. Mr. Bear, welcome back. <laughs> we missed you. <laughs> oh, my God. We'll talk about Hugo Weaving's cadence in just a little bit. Don't you worry. <laughs> All right, everyone. 
1999's action masterpiece, The Matrix, often considered to be one of the greatest action films ever made, one of the greatest sci-fi films ever made. I think we're removed enough from it to put a genre label on it, and we can just simply say it's maybe one of the best movies ever made. This was truly groundbreaking. I mean, this was really a revolutionary film for its time. It predated, obviously, things like the internet really blowing up to where it is today and how we utilize it in our daily lives. Like, yeah, there were some people online, but it wasn't so widespread. And the marketing played into both that and also the widespread fear surrounding Y2K to its advantage in tapping into something that truly was at the heart of the zeitgeist of where people collectively were during this era. It, it, it was really, really incredible what the marketing was able to do with this film in that they were always constantly asking, what is the matrix but nobody knew and none of the marketing materials were telling audiences so you felt like you had to see this movie in order to get that question answered and heading into it too you know Keanu Reeves, he had a pretty good run, I think, during the 90s, especially probably at the height of his popularity, I would say, heading into this. So he was definitely a good leading name for this. But then you also have Lawrence Fishburne, a very, very acclaimed actor also involved. Carrie Ann Moss at the time. Uh, I got to tell you, like, I don't think anybody knew who Carrie Ann Moss was. This was relatively short in her career. And so... There was a lot of excitement surrounding this. And then, of course, the Wachowskis are following up uh, their previous film, uh, Bound, which had gotten some acclaim. But it was, you know, I wouldn't say widely seen. And then, of course, the rest is history. Box office, Academy Award winner, cultural phenomenon, two sequels, which we're not talking about here today. Maybe someday. Who knows? We'll uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see where uh, the future lies for us. But today... We're talking about the film that started it all in anticipation for what is now the fourth film in the franchise, The Matrix Resurrections, coming to HBO Max and to theaters in just a few days' time. So what was it like to go back to The Matrix? Oh, man. Lauren, we'll start off with you. So this is one of my first rewatches of The Matrix in a very long time. I remember when I first saw it, but I don't remember rewatching it in recent memory at least and it was so exciting to go back because I had so much time away from these characters in this world and I really just want to say I don't like to use the word masterpiece masterpiece or perfect film I really don't like to use it because it lowers the expectations of what is a masterpiece but damn this really is a masterpiece I think Lana and Lily Wachowski's world building is phenomenal I think every part of this film is perfect I love how it's you know it's mind-bending I think it's sexy let's make films sexy and hot again guys let's let's just do it and I think it totally changed the game for science fiction and cinema in general in terms of storytelling and visual effects but I just love um, the mythology of it. I love the spirituality of it. I love the chemistry between the cast. And I really love the conversations that we have because of this film, not just, you know, what the characters are going through, but the bigger ideas of, you know, choice and destiny, you know, what is real and what isn't real. And when we pull everything away, who are we? I think that's what makes science fiction so cool is that even though we're in dystopian or like not human worlds, it is entirely about the nature of the human spirit and humans at its core. And I think the Wachowskis understand that and we're able to do that and to, for them to 
have this story that's so complex and so intelligent to also be grounded in, you know, human characters is just phenomenal. And it really holds up. And I do think it is one of those perfect films. And I'm just so excited to talk about this again, masterpiece of a film. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Greetings from Evergreen Podcasts. We're rolling out a listener survey, and we want to hear from you. The information in the survey will help us gather statistics and in turn make our shows more appealing to advertisers. I know most people don't like ads, but this is one of the only ways our shows make money and help keep their lights on. We promise it will only take a few minutes, but the impact on our podcasts will be tremendous. As a token of our appreciation, we'll randomly select one lucky participant each month to win an exclusive merchandise package from Evergreen Podcasts. Head to evergreenpodcast.com slash listener survey to help a show and possibly get some free stuff for doing so. We can't thank you enough for the support. Now back to the show. Okay. All right. Josh Parham, what do you think? Yeah, I'm going to co-sign a lot of what Lauren just said. I think that, you know, a movie like this obviously has such a huge reputation and it has a place in our cultural history for a while now. And it can be difficult, I think, sometimes to go back to these films and see if they do truly still hold up. But after having rewatched it very recently, I have to say that it does. I think that it really is sort of this perfect combination of not only just wonderfully directed action sequences that are just so engaging to watch, but on a deeper philosophical level about what it wants to explore with these themes of identity and uh, these kind of philosophical ideas about the world around us it it feels almost pedestrian at this point because it's been around for so long but it truly was groundbreaking at the time and even going back to watching it all these years later you still feel that relevancy and you still feel that really nuanced storytelling that is packaged within this action uh, in these action set pieces and i think that the wachowskis are they've always been brilliant storytellers in that regard. And this is just one of the purest examples of that. I agree. I think that this is really sort of a masterpiece. I I think it really is just in terms of every single level that it can deliver to an audience in terms of being entertained, but also being thought provoking. It absolutely delivers. And it is without a doubt, I think a terrific, terrific movie. Okay, great. Dan bear. So I have a <laughs> really, really big history with The Matrix. The Matrix was the first time that I was supposed to go on my own to see an R-rated movie. And I went because of the gigantic ad they had during the Super Bowl that year. And my friend and I were like dying to see it. And we were 15 at the time and basically begged our parents to let us go. And... They agreed, and (laughs) to all of our surprise, 
they actually made my mom go into the theater with us as opposed to just like buying us the tickets and saying that she gave us her permission. She did not want to. We did not want her to. But it happened. She sat in the back and we sat closer to the front. And when the movie was over, all three of us went out going bonkers for it. It was the most amazing thing any of us had ever seen. Um, And after that, I saw both of these sequels in theaters with my mom. It became like one of our bonding experiences um, and things that has kept us, you know, close over the years. It was also the first movie that I bought on DVD because I needed those special features. I need to know everything about how this movie was made, how they achieved everything that they did. And the thing is that even though those, those making of features on the DVD are amazing and tell you so much about the technical achievements of this movie they do not go into just like the pure artistic vision that the Wachowskis had and just their mastery of visual storytelling. The opening sequence of this is a master class in setting up a picture. It literally gives you everything that you are going to see for the next two hours in that one beautiful kick-ass sequence. And I love it. I love this movie. It is maybe the most 1999 movie ever (laughs) in terms of the fashion, the music, the soundtrack choices, the look of it. It's all just screams 1989. Um, But it, it is also proved timeless in so many ways. And this is one of my favorite movies ever i've been obsessed with it ever since before it came out i guess because of that marketing campaign and my obsession with it has continued to this day so being a few years younger than dan bear (laughs) i was not able to see the matrix in theaters when it came out i don't even think i was aware that it was even playing in theaters when it came out but you best believe when that baby hit vhs i was all over that I was 9, 10, I don't know how old I was, but holy crap, did I devour this film. I remember my parents being very protective of me wanting to watch it because they were like on the lookout for, is there any nudity and things like that? That was like a big, big no-no. But there was something about The Matrix in terms of just that cool factor that was just so appealing to me that I wore out my VHS uh, copy of this. I would watch it on TV edited, got the DVD, of course, and I've been obviously rebuying the Blu-rays and getting it in 4K. And I just like constantly I'm always getting different versions of this movie and always revisiting it because it is a world that is built entirely from scratch. It's an original piece of filmmaking. And there's something about the detail of the universe that the Wachowskis have created here that I love getting lost in. I love uncovering the philosophy and the lore of everything that's involved. These are like my favorite kinds of movies. And I usually can forgive a lot of other things as a result of that. But luckily the matrix does not have nearly as many problems as I seem to recall, maybe like nitpicky things like this most recent rewatch I think I'm as close to perfection in my thoughts on this film as I can honestly get. 
there is a quality to this movie that just sinks its teeth into me and just sucks all the blood and life force out of me. <laughs> I know it's not even a vampire film, um, but like it is something that I just surrender myself to every single time. I also love the soundtrack, I have to say, like. I'm already a hard rock guy to begin with. And when you add, you know, Rob Zombie and Rage Against the Machine and God knows what else into your soundtrack, I'm just like living the good life <laughs> over here. So, man, God, just like trying to encapsulate one's feelings and thoughts around this movie is it's a trip, right? Because so much of the thought provoking nature of The Matrix, the intellectual side of it, the part that I know a lot of us here, even if sometimes we might roll our eyes at action or sci-fi, you know, I think the philosophy of The Matrix is really interesting and it really all just revolves around simulation uh, hypothesis, this idea that we're living in a simulation, that the world that we're existing in is not real. And during this time when you have so many people and other movies were tapping into this as well. People that were going about their lives, going to work day in and day out, the mundanity of it all, kind of losing this idea of purpose and getting lost in what their lives were ultimately becoming. One does then start to wonder, is any of this real? Is this all that life has to hold? Or is there greater purpose for humanity, myself, etc.? And so these questions were ones that the Wachowskis dared to tackle in this highly ambitious uh, screenplay that still to this day, I cannot believe that this movie is under two and a half hours long. I'm like kind of gobsmacked by how much they're able to pack in 136 minutes here. And I think that the storytelling uh, for doing so is unbelievable because yeah, there are some things I'll like get into maybe a little bit later, but maybe aren't fleshed out as much as I would have liked. But it gives you just enough that we buy into the characters, we buy into their motivations, we buy into this world that by the time it's all over, even though you still have maybe a ton of questions, let's forget that there were sequels made after this. You walked out of that theater fully satisfied. Yeah, you're right that what really is so amazing about this movie is the storytelling. And Again, we know this about the Wachowskis, just looking at their other films, that they are very much into the idea of world building and making sure that the details of what is being presented to you make sense and feel authentic within the tapestry of the environments that they are creating. And it feels so true in this one, even though it is a big sci-fi movie and it's about these like different worlds that we're existing in, it still feels so fully realized. And even when I was watching it very recently, you know, there's these sections where obviously characters have to dole out so much exposition. And I was wondering, like, OK, are these going to be a little bit maybe tiresome or a little tedious now that I've seen the movie all these times and I know all this information? But no, they still managed to find a way to even deliver what could be very stale just blocks of dialogue in ways that still engage you in the story and the characters. And I just find that to be such a such a great asset to what the Wachowskis are able to bring with all of their movies, but in particular this one. Hey everyone, sorry to interrupt, but this is a preview of our full review of the 1999 film The Matrix here on the Next Best Picture podcast. 
In order to get the full review, you will have to head on over to Next Best Pictures Patreon, where for $1 minimum a month, you will get the rest of this nearly two-hour-long podcast review and other exclusive podcast content from us as well. You have been listening to the Next Best Picture Podcast. We are proud to be part of the Evergreen Podcast Network, and you can subscribe to us anywhere where you subscribe to podcasts. Be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and let us know what you think of the show. We really appreciate your feedback and your support. Thank you so much for listening as always, and we shall see you all next time. You've watched them in unforgettable adventures, love affairs, and tragedies. Now it's time to hear their own remarkable stories. From the makers of Death of a Rockstar and Death of a Sports Star, this is Death of a Film Star. Starring Heath Ledger, Marilyn Monroe, Chadwick Boseman, Robin Williams, Carrie Fisher, and Bruce Lee. Search for Death of a Film Star in your podcast app. You've seen them tell stories. Now it's time to tell theirs.